Good morning, family. How y'all doing? Everybody looked at me silly when I called them family. It's all good. Let's stand up and worship together. say hello 
madness tries to roll over my bones And sorrow comes to steal the joy I want When brokenness and pain is all I know I won't be shaking I won't be shaking Cause my Stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Oh, sing.
know, for a guy that's dealt with fear a lot in his life, that's a powerful, powerful song that our fear doesn't stand a chance in the presence of God's love. Let's pray together. Father, we're thankful for your great love. We're thankful, Father, today that you love us so much, that you gave your son for us, Lord, and we're so thankful today that we can have a personal relationship with you, Lord, and that we can experience your love in our heart in ways, God, that we uh, it just overwhelms us and overwhelms our fear and gives us the courage to face life, Father. And so we thank you this morning. We're thankful, Lord, for those who have gathered here with us this morning. Father, for those who are worshiping online today, those in the cafe, Father, throughout this building, our children, God, our students, we just ask, God, that your spirit would fall fresh in you upon us this day, Lord. I pray, dear God, that you would honor all that we do today. We pray that you would be uh, with our speaker today, Carrie, and we ask that you would just pour out your Holy Spirit upon her today, and, her, and uh, we're just so thankful for her and her husband, Brad, bless them, their children, Lord, and we're just thankful today that we get to be here and we get to be a part of what you're going to do this day, not only here, but around the world, Father, and we just give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, welcome today. We're glad that you're here, and we're excited about uh, the fact that today is a today that we're taking our Thanksgiving offering, and we're excited about that. I hope you're excited about that. Hope you've prayed up, and you know exactly what you're going to uh, give today, but we're going to take that offering a little bit later at the end of our service, and, uh, and so as I was thinking about that, if you're thinking about, uh, well, should I give my tithe, or should I give my uh, uh, Thanksgiving offering? Well, if you're choosing choose your tithe. If, uh, but if you're, uh, the tithe is something that God wants us to give. An offering is something we choose to give out of our love for God. And so the Thanksgiving offering is an offering. But we're going to take our tithes and offering uh, at the next song, and we appreciate your faithful giving. And you can give here in, uh, uh, with a check or cash, or you can go out to the machines and give a credit card, debit card. If you're worshiping online, you can give online, or you can go to your app and you can give on your app as well. So thank you uh, for your faithfulness in giving. As you give, God allows us to do what he's called us to do here at Salem Fields uh, Community Church. And so uh, at the next song, we'll do that. Connection card's in the program. We'd love for you to fill that out. If you're a guest today, we welcome you to our services. If you When you leave today, if you just go out to the door, there's a little table, and we got a gift there for you. Love to get... I know you a little bit better, and we thank you for being here if you're a guest. Now, if you're a guest, don't feel any obligation to give in the offering. If the Lord lays that on your heart, that's a good time to give, but don't give. Um, you know, we don't normally take two offerings either, so I'll just let you know that. Uh, this is a special time of year, but if you're a guest, don't feel any obligation to give. Uh, if you're a member, you have an obligation to give, right? Um, anyway, uh, we're glad that you're here today. Check in on Facebook or social media and enjoy the presence of the Lord. Good morning. Well, it was a beautiful top-down day for me. 32 degrees. That's my kind of weather. Put that top-down seat heaters. I love it. Anybody want to ride with me? Yeah. It's like a sleigh ride, you guys. It's not so out of the box, really. Okay, so we've got three things I want to call your attention to that are coming up. Night to shine. We love night to shine, don't we? I mean, it was a great kickoff last year, and it's going to be even bigger and better this year with more guests. Guest registration is open now. Volunteer registration is open now. You can go to 
SalemFields.com and find that online. Or you can go out to the table and Kim will be here. She's kind of spearheading the whole thing and she'll answer any question that you have. Uh, the key right now is to get the word out, to register, to become a volunteer, and uh, to, to find guests and tell guests about uh, what Night to Shine is all about. If you don't know what it is, just go online or go out to the table, and Kim will tell you more about that. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time. We've got Christmas Festival com coming up. It's just a fun thing that we do around here. Uh, we've got uh, horse drawn carriage and we've got games all over the place and uh, it's just a fun time to come and bring friends and just enjoy the evening it's uh, December 15th that's coming up there's a table when you go into the little lobby right here that you can sign up to be a volunteer to help pull that thing off I'm telling you what we may think it's just a fun time but you never know someone may come here to Salem Fields and say I like this place I like this building maybe I'll come back for a worship service you never know they might just accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and when you get to heaven they're gonna say I came to Christmas festival and now I know Jesus and now we're all in heaven. Woohoo! Is that good? <laughs> all right. Then also here are the Christmas times. It's a, it seems like a lot of them, but uh, mark your calendar, and uh, you can find these online as well. How many people get the e-news? Do you get the e-news? Okay, if you don't get that, that's our weekly newsletter that comes out, uh, and you can sign up for that on your connection card if you would do that. It would be great. So all of these times are really important to know. Also, we want to call your attention to the candles, carols, and communion on December 20th. Uh, we have been doing a family communion time, but this is going to uh, be that, and we'll just come together and have carols, candles, and communion. Doesn't that sound great? <laughs> it really does. That's a kind of a Christmas thing to do. So we're going to take our tithes and offering during this song. We're going to ask you to continue to worship. And after the baskets go by, you can stand and uh, engage in worship.
seated. Who can shout out a blessing? Anybody? Good job, yeah. Oh, new job. Well, see, blessings. I love it. I love it. I couldn't understand, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) We are so blessed. We are so blessed. I'm so excited about our speaker today. You're going to be blessed. Last night, uh, I got to listen to her message, and I got to tell you, this is not someone that we just brought in that's a a pastor or uh, out there doing something that you're not doing. She is one of you, and uh, I just, I I adore her. I learned to know Carrie. Uh, She's Badgero now. She was Carrie Priest then. Uh, When she was, I think, in middle school, and I have watched her grow up into a, a young woman. She went off to college. She found her husband, Brad, who is a police officer in Chesterfield in Richmond. And, uh, well, he's a major, but he uh, acts like a police officer. Last night he was following me, and he was right on my <laughs> tail. And, uh, <laughs> and I did not speed. <laughs> but we went to Vinny's and ate, and he said he wouldn't have stopped me anyway. So anyway, he is a wonderful young man. They have three children. They've grown up. Their youngest is 18, right? And she's going to tell you more about her family. But here's the beauty of this. I knew when Carrie was a teenager, and I learned to know her then, that she had a love for Jesus that was just incredible. And I have watched her stay close to Jesus and to love him and to raise her family um, in, in the name of Jesus and, and what God has done in Carrie's life and in her family's life is just incredible and she's going to tell you about that. But I got to tell you guys, I was standing out there talking to Arianne and I've watched Arianne grow up from a, a young child too. The value of having a community where we walk through life together, the good, the bad, the ugly, And uh, we learn to know one another and have that kind of community is just so valuable in the lives of believers and in my life. And what a blessing that has been. So you're going to be blessed by Carrie today. She's going to speak to us. She's done missions. Uh, She's a high school Spanish teacher. And uh, but uh, she has done a lot of missions abroad and here, and she's going to tell you more about that. But would you open your hearts and your minds to Carrie and uh, give her uh, Salem Fields welcome? Good morning. Buenos dias. It's so great being here with you this morning. I am blessed and touched by that introduction. Um, Oh, I forgot my glasses. Would you please hand me my glasses? Yeah, that'll get bad real quick. (laughs) Because I could talk all day long, but I really do need to stick to um, some notes here so we get out at a decent time. Um, I'd like to open with this passage of scripture, Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. It's so good to worship and praise with you this morning. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. And that part always gets me. His faithfulness continues through all generations, and I am a testimony to that 
so are my children. And um, it's just a blessing to be with you today. Would you, would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you for this beautiful body of believers that's gathered here this morning. It's such a privilege and a joy to be amongst them, to lift up your name and worship you. And God, I just pray that you would, um, that the Holy Spirit would just speak through these humble words um, and experiences that I'm going to share. And Lord, that you would touch hearts and you would move in this place and people would be drawn to be a part of what it is that you are doing in, our, in this local church and in this community and around the world. God, you've called us all to be a part of it. And um, for some, it's to give and for some, it's to go. For some, for all of us, it's to pray. Um, and Father, I just pray that you would speak to each one individually this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Well, um, like I said, it is such a joy to be with you here today, and, and it is especially humbling because, as Gay mentioned, Buddy and Gay and I go way, way back, and um, they have been precious, dear friends and mentors to me for a long time. Um, they made a sacrificial investment of time and energy to youth ministry, and I want to thank you for answering God's call to do that, and he called your marriage. That was, that was a, a sacrifice of, of your together time too, but don't they make an awesome team? I mean, like everything, yeah. I know. You don't get one without the other when it comes to them. They are, they are an amazing team, a powerhouse for the Lord, and they were doing youth ministry um, tirelessly back in those days, and I, um, reaped the benefits of that and um, am truly touched by that. So thank you. Um, and I appreciate, it's a perfect example of your obedience to the Lord too because I'm sure at times that was not easy. Just like they stepped out and were obedient to the Lord when he called them here to your church and for 20 so many years you have been um, together worshiping and God has honored their obedience in that too. I'm not a pastor, as um, Gay mentioned, I'm not a full-time missionary. I'm not a public speaker for that matter, if that's not obvious to you yet, um, but I'm a teacher. I am a child of God, however, and I feel that God gives us, therefore, the authority in his name to bring good news and to share his love with others. I am a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ in that way, and I do consider myself a missionary because I feel called of the Lord to, to go next door, to go to school, and sometimes to go abroad and share his love with others. So thank you for allowing me to just share my experience with you today. It is my prayer that today before you leave, you would, you would be encouraged and challenged even to trust deeper and deeper in Jesus' love for you and what he has called you to do. The fact that he has a plan for you and that whatever you bring to him of yourself and your finances and your time and your energy, he will take it, he will bless it, he will multiply it, and it will be so far more reaching than any one of us could have ever done you know, if we had held on to it ourselves. Um, that's my experience, and that's why I'm here to share with you today is the offering that we're going to take at the conclusion of the service. I've seen firsthand what it can do. 
and the lives that it'll touch, and my life has been touched by it. So bear with me as I share some of my stories, some of my experience. I'll try to keep it um, on point and organized, and we have some pictures to go along with some of the items too, but um, just consider, kind of picture us sitting back in the family room on the couches just chatting it up. Because that's my, that's my heart. I love to talk about Jesus and his goodness. Um, I'm personally, my husband and I personally are in a season of overwhelming thankfulness. Our son, just this time last week, we were preparing for a wedding. He got married at 2 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon in Powhatan, Virginia. Thank you. Yeah. This is our oldest of three children, Andy and um, Meg, his wife, is, is an amazing answer to prayer. Um, those of you who have little ones, you know that very, very early, you dedicate them to the Lord and you start praying about the choices they will make and the path that the Lord has for them. And we began praying for this young lady when she was just a baby herself. And the Lord brought them together and we are thankful for the Christian family that she comes from. They love Jesus with all their hearts, so she has been raised in that, and we're, we're praising God for the solid foundation that they're able to start their marriage on um, with Jesus as, as the head. So it's um, a very, very exciting time for us. Um, God has, we're gonna talk about different, there's gonna be overlapping themes today. I'm gonna talk about generational blessings. I'm gonna talk about as we are obedient and we give, what God will do with that, where he takes very little, and what, it's just amazing what he can do. We're going to talk about God's provision, and of course, all in an attitude of thankfulness, because this is Thanksgiving week, and that's what this Thanksgiving offering is all about. So I'm going to start with a, just a little bit of background on me, so you can understand where I'm coming from in my heart. Um, I was blessed to be raised in a Christian home. And they, my parents were not just Christian by name. They didn't just take us to pack us up and take us to church two, three times a week. Um, although we were there Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, um, they lived authentic, real relationships with Jesus Christ as their savior. And my dad operated his business with a godly attitude and with godly morals and standards. Um, my mom raised us to trust the Lord and um, look to him when we when we needed things or um, and, and, and teaching us how to, to treat other people and show them God's love. And they were a wonderful example of a godly Christian marriage as well, which has been a blessing that's been passed on to both my younger brothers and I in our own marriages. We sought that. We sought that in a partner and, and it, um, our marriages and families have been blessed um, through that. My parents were very mission-minded, which... Um, I know has made all the difference in the world and how open I have been to missions and mission experiences. They, and it started at home. It, it, yes, they went abroad and they're all about that, love, love that, but they never missed an opportunity to share the Lord with somebody. My mom to this day comes home with stories of how she prayed with a complete stranger in the parking lot at the grocery store. Um, so missions is, it's not something we do, it's who we are. And, um, and you could go next door, you could be talking with your, your, your bank teller, your, it, could be, it could be anyone, your coworkers. That, look at your circle of influence, your little mission field that God has given you and maximize on that opportunity to show God's love, to lift his name up, to offer help. And um, we have the answer, a lot of people don't. 
they don't know. So, so make sure you share that good news with wherever you are. But my parents lived that authentic Christ-centered life and there have been generational blessings that we have seen. Their parents did it as well. We were raised that way, and now my kids are ages 23, 20, and 18. They are basically young adults, have made their own choices to follow the Lord, and are listening to his voice and following his will, and there is just no greater blessing as a parent than, than that. Your experience, I, I need to stop and mention, your experience may not be that. You might not have had the privilege of being raised in a Christian home, and there may be... Um, some brokenness and some hurt, some tension still. And I wanna just encourage you that it is never too late to break that cycle, to be that agent of change in your home. Dedicate your lives to the Lord, focus on him and be the beginning of a new generational cycle of those who believe and trust and look to the Lord and receive what he has for them. It's, it's just never too late to do that. So. Our daughter Katie is in Africa right now. She, uh, bless her little heart, she just graduated from high school in June, and she, for the last year and a half or so, really was feeling a strong calling on her heart of, that God was calling her to, to take a gap year in between graduating high school and starting college and do a year of volunteer mission work. That's, that's a big call that requires a lot of planning, financial support, um, she's a brave, she's a brave little girl. She's strong. She, um, I knew, and you know, we didn't worry about her safety. Um, we knew that she would have that, but we were like, wow, this is big. But you know what? We've seen God do big things. If he's calling you, then we 100% are behind you. She's a great student. We knew that she would eventually get back to her studies, pick up where she left off and, and do what she needs to do. That's important to her as well. But, um, but more than anything, it's just been exciting to see God move in all of that. So this is a picture of her in Africa with some little kids that she works with on Friday mornings in a preschool in a squatter camp, which are these little, you know, communities where a lot of, um, a lot of people live that don't have uh, a whole lot. They, there are rows of shacks. You'll see a picture of that a little bit later on when I show you um, something else. But Katie is going to be serving in South Africa for three months. She was able to come home for the wedding last weekend. She was home for three days and then returned. So um, she is almost finished with her time there. And then she'll go to Cambodia for three months and then to Panama from there and come home for a little break and then go to the Dominican Republic and finish her time there before having maybe a week or two break and, and starting college. So um, as you think of Katie, please pray for her. But I'm, one of the first things I wanna just stop and, and say is, you know, God has provided us with a loving family. I'm sure he has provided you with one as well. And if, you, if it's not your blood relations that you feel that for, look around the room. This is your church family, they are family. Our church family is just as much family to us as, as our as our real family is. And um, I'm really thankful for our church family. Our church family, our small group, gathered before a couple days before Katie left for Africa. And this is us praying together and lifting her up. And I can't tell you what an encouragement it was to our daughter to see a group of people so believe in her and in God's call on her life that they would give sacrificially to, to financially support her so that she could go. She could step out in what God had called her and do it. 
put action to it, put feet to it. And also, it meant a lot to her that they would they'd come together and, and support her in prayer, and they are. They're, we're in a text group where if Katie reaches out and says, this is going on, or this person just accepted the Lord, pray for so-and-so, I share that. So we're all on this journey with her. And it's like we're in Africa, even though we're not. It's like we have gone because we've given, and we continue to give through our prayers and our being there for her and supporting her. That's what we do as a body of believers. Some go, some send. You could be on the sending side. Some give, some pray. Um, but it's for all of us. Missions is for all of us to be a part of. A lot of the mission trips that I've gone on have been to um, countries like the Dominican Republic and to Panama to do medical trips specifically. And we look for communities that really don't have access to medical attention at all, haven't seen a doctor for years. If they're sick, they just push through it, do the best they can, but never really have access to any kind of medication to heal infections or those kind of things. This group of women and children is from a, they live in a Kuna village. They are Kuna Indians. There's still three indigenous tribes of peoples that live in Panama. Kuna is one of them. They speak the language Kuna. So there will be a handful of people typically in each village that are bilingual in Spanish and Kuna. And so our medical mission trips to those type of places are really interesting because the doctor will ask a question in English to a translator like myself. I'll ask it to someone else in Spanish, the Spanish person that speaks Kuna will ask the Kuna <laughs> the question, why are you here today? And so forth. So it's really fun. And um, we have that same experience in the Dominican Republic with uh, a lot of the Haitian Batais that we go to, the, the Haitian little villages of Haitian refugees. It has to go from English to Spanish to Creole and, and back, but um, God is so good. You know what, in all of that, it's yes, we might put some medicine in their hands and we might bring them some, some relief, maybe some mental relief that oh, I've been seen by somebody. This is, so, this is so awesome, I'm gonna get better. There's a lot of relief that comes in that and we might provide some relief from their pain, but the most important thing that we do all day long during those clinics is speak the name of Jesus and there's not a, a person that can get through that clinic without hearing Jesus' name seven, eight, ten times. And um, because everywhere they go, they are being touched, they are being loved, they are being prayed over. And we do have a prayer and evangelism team that a little station, sometimes it's at the end of the clinic as the person has come all the way through, and sometimes it's at the very beginning before they ever go through triage and get their blood pressure and, or um, blood sugar tested or whatever it is that they need. Um, but, but every single person is asked, do you know Jesus? Do you know who he is? Do you know that he loves you? He has a plan for your life. Would you like to accept him into your heart today and become a new creature in Jesus? Would, uh, how can we pray for you? And of course, they always say my family, my health. We pray for all of those things. But the number of people that have opened their hearts and said, yes, I want to know him. I, I, want, I want to give my life to Jesus has been amazing. And this little village right here is one of many vil Kuna villages in Panama. Some of them are only um, accessible by boat, but we got to that one by van. And it was, it did have a Nazarene church in it. Not every little village has a Nazarene church, but that one did. And um, 
And what's really, really cool is the Indian chief, because you know, these are Indian villages, so they all have a chief. The chief in this one allowed his, who is not a believer, allowed his daughter to marry the Nazarene pastor of that church in the Kuna village. So they've got, you know, connections, and I just believe it's a matter of time, not much time at all, before the chief will accept Christ, and then the, you, know, you can tell the amount of influence they have over their people as the chief is um, a big thing, but God's working. God is working. It was really, um, it's a symbol of God's favor on them that their marriage, that they are married and that they are solid. The wife is a believer, and, um, but God's, God's moving and working, just amazing. So that's some of our mission family, that picture that you saw a moment ago. I'm thankful for salvation. So we're thankful for family, our church family, our mission family from around the world, and so thankful for salvation. That's what it's all about, guys. Jesus died on the cross to forgive each one of us of our sins, and had he not done that, we would not have the hope um, that we have. That's one of the biggest gifts that we give when we travel. Again, you don't have to travel far. You can step outside your front door and meet someone who needs hope. There are, so, there are people all around us that are hopeless. They don't know where to turn. They're at the end of themselves. It could be family struggles or their job or transportation issues, um, all kinds of things that get us down and make us feel really stuck. But God is bigger than all of that. He loves us, and the most important thing that we could do is, is become saved and then be ever so thankful for our salvation. Do not take your salvation for granted. Salvation is an opportunity to be forgiven. How often are we given that? An opportunity for a clean slate. And not even a clean slate, but a brand new creation in Jesus. He, he gets rid of the old shell of a person that we were, and he creates something new and beautiful. And we're created in his image, but he fills us with his Holy Spirit, and then we go out and are able to say things and do things and reach people that we never thought Ever we would be, you know, that we would be, have the privilege of being able to do, but God wants to use you. He wants to use each one of us that way. In John 10, verses 15 and 16, it says, Jesus said, I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold or of this flock, but I must bring them also so that they will listen to my voice. There will be one flock and one shepherd. And according to John 11:52, the sheep are scattered all, all over the world. So they're, they're everywhere. They're, they're right at our workplace, and they're in a Kuna village in Panama. But they need to be gathered in. He wants them to be gathered in. He died so that they could be gathered in. And he also mentioned they will listen to my voice. They will hear my voice. Well, how are they going to do that? You know, I take that, I take that very personally. They will hear his voice through voices like yours and mine as we share truth. We've experienced truth. We know truth. Don't keep it to yourself. There are so many people lost and floundering out there because they don't know truth or they don't believe there is truth. They believe that truth is whatever, whatever suits them, whatever sounds nice and comfortable to their ears. Um, but we know truth and only true joy comes in Jesus and what he's done for us. John Piper of Desiring God says, the nations and peoples will be reached by means of believers, like you and me, opening their mouths and sharing the good news. Not everyone has a bubbly, outgoing, talkative, chatty personality, so it comes easier for some of us 
to share these things than others, but your actions speak so much louder than words. I know you've heard that a million times, but people see, people can see your heart. They, they see what you do, they see how you react, they see the way you look at people. Um, just the smallest act of kindness or generosity speaks to people. So don't feel that your voice is how you have to do it because God will open the door and someone may even seek you and say, why is it that you, you seem so different than a lot of people? You seem happy. You, you just are so easygoing and, and um, always looking at the bright side of things. Why is that? I just love it when God just swings that door you know, wide open and I'm able to step in that and say, well, it's Jesus. <laughs> it's not me. I've got issues. But Jesus loves me. And... Um, that's, that's the difference. So be willing to share that with people. So I've got a couple um, fun stories of salvation examples on the mission field that I wanted to share with you. This is a, a picture of a, a squatter camp where my daughter, Katie, um, goes to do outreach about three times a week. And there she will read the, she'll meet people read the Bible with them, offer to pray with them, join them in their daily chores. Um, most of their interactions, I don't have a very good African accent. She can say it really well. And they do. They, like, pick up the kids that are there, the interns are, you know, they speak African English so that um, they fit right in with the crowd. But it goes something like this, a simple step of this. They're walking down the street. They'll stop at a little shack and look in there, and they call everybody mama, the all the African ladies are called mama. So it starts with, hello, mama, how are you? Are you washing? And if they're washing, they join in with them and wash their clothes by hand or their dishes or their children or whatever happens to be washing. But, you know, two hours later, they've talked about their lives, their homes, their families, where they're from. Why are you American kids here, what are you doing? Um, and of course, it's all because of Jesus. They have come in the name of Jesus, and so they share Jesus. And often people will accept the Lord, which is very exciting. There, one woman, um, her name was Mary. She accepted Jesus recently. And a very common, um, a very common practice or religion, religious practice, I should say, in Africa is to pray to your ancestors. And there's all kinds of very interesting things that they, they do. But um, one of the things is they wear a set of bracelets that they get from the local Sangoma, which is a witch doctor. And these bracelets are supposed to be a reminder to them to um, continue to, to pray to your ancestors, talk to your ancestors, honor your ancestors. And um, these bracelets will protect you. Your ancestors will protect you. Well, Mary, um, although she, there's a bracelet, she took them off because she accepted Jesus. And um, that's a really huge symbolic gesture on her part to remove those. If you are familiar at all with other religions, once you turn your back from something that is the way to do, you know, it's, it's not uncommon to be shunned or ridiculed or whatever. And... Um, it was very big for her to, like she could have easily accepted Jesus and not changed anything on the outside for people to know, but she, she realized the symbolism in that and, and that she didn't need it. All she needed was Jesus for protection and she's now put her trust in him and accepted that he loves her and that he died on the cross for her. So, um, so that is a huge 
just a huge blessing. I hope that that image burns something in your minds today. Um, Take off any shackles, whether it's just a symbol of something that's weighing you down or you know, physically something. Lay it down, give it to Jesus, and take on his love and accept his, his salvation that he has for you. There's another picture of some guys that, um, this, is, this is fresh. This is just this week on Thursday when she and another team member went out to do ministry. They had nine African young men accept Jesus. They're not all in that picture, but um, that's just an up-to-date this very week. Nine new people brought in the fold. Very exciting. But we have to go. And God's just honoring obedience. He's honoring the obedience of them even being there, doing what they're doing. And he is honoring their obedience each morning that they get up, put their feet on the floor, and go out into these neighborhoods where they don't know what they're going to encounter. It's not always super safe. Um, it's not always super friendly. Sometimes, you know, they greet people and they're like, and, and they say, can we help you wash? No. And then they just go on to the next person. It's okay. Um, but that is a, just celebrate with me this morning, those salvation. So I'm thankful for my salvation and God provides salvation for us. This is my mission field. I'll try not to cry. <laughs> I'm a teacher. And, um, I walk in that room every morning and I pray, just ask God to come and fill that place with his love. High schools are rough places these days, guys. They really are. Um, I pray over every desk, every chair. Each child is representative of a home, Um, many of them broken, very broken. Many of them are working, working a job outside, you know, outside of school time to literally help provide for their family. The parents of some of these kids are working multiple jobs. So when the kids come home, they don't have a lot of time all together as a family. And um, it's a very diverse school, which I love. I mean, I would consider my job my mission field no matter what I did for a living, but literally walking in the doors of the school, I feel like I'm on a mission field. Um, we, our, our makeup is maybe 50% African American and 45% Hispanic, which I love. I like thrive in that. So many of these kids are English as a second language students, and so they really don't, they do not speak English well at all. And I cannot imagine being someone who doesn't speak the language thrown into today's type of high school. That's just a hot mess. And my heart breaks for them, and I'm often there and able to connect with them and see if they're having a, a rough time or they need, you know, some, some t- just someone that can understand them as they vent and tell them it's going to be okay in their own language is is a huge, it's a huge blessing. I I get so much fulfillment from that, even though my passion really is just kids, and I love teaching Spanish, love, love it. God has given me so many other opportunities there that make my job just awesome. There's no doubt in my mind he brought me there. It's probably one of the least coveted high schools that you would want to have a job in in Chesterfield County, but it's perfect for me, and I can't imagine being as happy and fulfilled in any other, in any other school. So um, as you picture the school, the schoolroom throughout the, throughout the day or week, um, 
Pray for me, pray for us, pray for your kids here. As Because high schooler, it, high school was my mission field when I was a high schooler as well. You know, we, you don't have to wait until you're grown to go out and, and make a difference. You just open your mouth and um, God will work through you. There is power in the name of Jesus to save and to heal. This is another huge thing I am so thankful for today. So we've talked about family. We talked about we're thankful for salvation. God provides salvation. And I want you to know this morning that there is power in the name of Jesus to save and to heal. So pray because it changes things. When you pray, things are going to happen. In God's timing, they will happen. Sometimes not the way we want to see them happen or as quickly as we want to see them happen, but God is on the throne. He is in control. He sees the big picture. He sees what he's trying to do in us and through us. We're not in control when we give it to the Lord, but just trust in his power. I'm going to share with you an amazing example of God's healing touch and power. The, I mentioned that we have an evangelism team that will pray when we do our medical clinics, and we'll either pray at the beginning or the end. If we've got a bunch of people at the front waiting to be called, we'll go ahead and take that opportunity to just start gathering people up and sharing Jesus and praying with them before they ever go into the clinic. And this video that you're going to watch is of a, a precious man who was prayed over before entering the clinic. He, um, I don't know how long it had been, he was not able to raise his arm. He had arm pain and it literally was locked up. And I was not on this trip. My daughter, Katie, our daughter Katie was. And so this is very amateur videoing, but um, she is she's making this video of an interview between her and the man that she has just prayed for. And take a listen. Gracias a mi Dios que me ha ayudado en cuanto a un dolor que tenía en el brazo. Thanks to God, he helped me with the pain that I had in my arm. And he took the pain away because we prayed for him. Thank you to God. I could not lift my arm, but today I can. Tener fe en Dios es lo importante en la vida. To have faith in God is the most important in your life. Todos los días, en todo momento. In every moment of every day. Sí. Gracias. Gracias. Adiós. Adiós. Isn't he so cute? Yay, God! I'm telling you, do you know? Okay, so my daughter was 17 at the time. That was in February. Do you know what that does for not only a young person's faith, but for ours as well? To pray for someone, to lay hands on someone, pray in the name of Jesus, and see their body healed right in front of you. It is so humbling. It's so humbling. Praise the Lord. God wants to do that in you and through you. It's in his name that we pray. It's not our own power. We cannot do that. It's just being available, laying hands on and saying, God, you love this man. Bless him, Jesus. He is a believer, as you see. He, he didn't take any time at all to say, faith in God is the most important thing in, in, in all of your life, in every moment of every day. 
and you know, amen, he got honored, his faith, but we have also seen healings for people who had not yet made a decision for Christ, and they start to feel relief, or they start to gain mobility, and Jesus gets their attention, and they're like, tell me about this Jesus, what just happened? I mean, it is, it is the most amazing thing. Know that this is happening all over the world. This is happening right here. Know that the, the Thanksgiving offering that you give, it goes to, it reaches those situations right there. It is going to help send people, to send materials, supplies, Bibles. We take loads, cases and cases of Bibles with us wherever we go. And if someone makes a decision for Christ, we put the word of God in their hands. And a lot of times we have to give them glasses too so that they can read it. So we're really thankful for all the donations of glasses and readers and things that are given to us for us to take on these, on these medical clinics. Um, it's such a blessing. Oh, and it's such a blessing to see someone who hasn't been able to read their Bible in so long be blessed with a pair of glasses and just be so excited over being able to just see God's word again. Oh, it's, it's awesome. So... Um, the power, Jesus, Jesus is, um, his power is unbelievable. It's amazing. That's just one of many, many examples firsthand that um, you've now, you know, witnessed. God knows our needs. God is so faithful to supply our every need. When you give, give out of obedience, but trusting that God is going to not only meet your basic needs, he will bless you in ways that you never could have imagined. Um, and a lot of times it's not tangible. It's not a material return necessarily. Sometimes it is. But some of the returns of, of some of the blessings Brad and I have received at, from being obedient with our tithe and, and in raising our family and some of the choices that we've made, being you know, trying to be good stewards of what God has given us have been things that we, you can't, money can't buy it. Um, a solid, a solid marriage, um, good communication, children that were really very easy to raise. I mean, we didn't deserve that. We didn't earn that. But we had children that listened to us and, and listened to what we shared about Jesus with them and then accepted Jesus on their own and were excited to come to church. We weren't dragging our kids to church. They wanted to come to church. They were ready to learn more and see their church friends. And um, that, comes from, that comes from letting people see the joy of Jesus in your life. Jesus attracts people to himself. We're just a vessel, but God will draw people to himself and um, and so anyway, that has been a blessing for us. We still live quite simply. We have more than we need, but we kind of keep things. We don't need the newest, you know, bright, shiny, newfangled, whatever that has just come out. We live pretty simply so that we can keep going and doing that because the amount of fulfillment and joy that we get from, from doing, from traveling and, and, and seeing God work and what he's doing around the world is just amazing for us. So, um, but how many of you have been a part of a building problem, a project or a, camp, a building campaign? You know, you've seen God miraculously provide land and permits, you know, building permits and sewer permit, water permits, um, or provide a building that's already like 
standing and ready to go. Transportation, God, God is in the midst of all of that. And I've been through too many of them to, I, it just doesn't, it almost doesn't surprise me anymore. Sometimes I'm like, wow, what? Why am I even surprised by that? We serve a big God. He is so big, and he is ready to move when we open our hearts and we really seek him and we say, God, we need you. We can't do this. Here's everything that we've got. Now, bless it and do. He's ready to do it. He wants to do it. We will be missing out on what he has for us in here if we don't let go, though. He wants us to take that, that step of obedience and let go so that he can pour his blessing on us, so he can show us his power, because that's a part of our growth, and he wants that for us, and we need that. So um, there are other medical things that are just amazing that I could share, like him multiplying some of the medications that we had run out of. Um, literally, we had no more, and then more was there. Um, some parasite pills. Uh, the stories I could tell are just incredible, but God, God is in the details. He knows, and some of the most random things at the most random times he will provide. I'm going to read a scripture now about sowing generosity because this is what we're talking about, the obedience and, and how it comes back to you a bajillion fold. I'm not even going to say tenfold. So the scripture says, remember this, Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. This is 2 Corinthians, by the way. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 through 15. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that when you can be generous, oh wait, sorry, so that in every way you can be generous on every occasion and through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Give generously just out of a thankful heart. What we give is an act of praise. It's another act of worship. So give out of that thankful and worshipful attitude. Verse 13, because of the service by which you have proved yourself, yourselves, Others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Wow. And it is an indescribable gift. The way he blesses. I'm going to conclude with a super cool story. This is Manuel. Manuel was a precious little boy that um, we met in the Dominican Republic. It's a long story with lots of cool details, and I'm just going to give you the nuts and bolts of it because God is big, and I think we've already talked about how big <laughs> he is. But um, we had a shoe 
we, had, we bring duffels of clothes, and we had a shoe without a match that had made its way into one of our duffels. And one of our guys on our team, before we even left the States, we had a packing party where we were organizing and gathering things, and he found this random shoe and tossed it aside. He's like, that's just going to take room, space in the duffel, and we don't have its match, so let's just leave it behind. But when we got to the Dominican and we were unpacking, we were organizing, this random shoe showed up again. And... Um, Again, he tossed it aside, and he's like, that doesn't need to go to clinic today because, you know, what's that? But his wife said, no, Jay, put the shoe back in the duffel that needs to go with us because you don't know. Someone might need a sh just a shoe. You don't know. So we took it along with us. Um, we, it was a couple days of clinic. Um, no one had needed the shoe, but our prayer and evangelism team, we laid hands on that tennis shoe, and we prayed, God, we believe this sh little shoe is representative of somebody that needs you, needs a blessing from you, and so would you just bring us the person that needs this shoe, Lord? And um, we met Manuel at an unexpected stop. Um, it was the end of a clinic one day. The day had been really long. We were late leaving. We were supposed to go somewhere else for dinner, but because of how late we were running, we were like, Let's, there's a McDonald's. Let's just stop there for dinner instead. So we went to McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's are everywhere. <laughs> So, and it pretty much tastes the same. It really does. Um, so we went to McDonald's, and as we finished eating and we're coming back out, Manuel was sitting on the sidewalk, and he was asking for money. And we um, stopped, talked to him, noticed he only had one leg. He had lost his other leg from the knee down in some type of an accident when he was younger. And... Um, and so, obviously, he only had one foot and only needed one shoe. He was barefoot. Um, he had no crutches, nothing to really help him. I, I don't know. He, we found him sitting, so I don't know if he hops everywhere or pulls himself along on the ground. I'm not sure. But um, we prayed over him, told him Jesus loves him, washed his foot, and went and got the shoe the shoe was a little too small for him. <laughs> so that wasn't the shoe, but that shoe was representative of Manuel and what God was wanting us to do and to keep, stay alert, keep our eyes open. But another team member uh, gave her pair of shoes to him. Um, he also would have a little room to grow in those as well. And so we gave him the, a new pair of shoes. And at the end of this, um, these medical trips, we really, we are, we have exhausted all of the medical equipment we've brought. We bring crutches and knee braces and walkers and a couple wheelchairs usually. And we had gone through everything that we had brought except for this one pair of pediatric crutches that were fit perfectly to size. So um, we left him with a pair of crutches and a new pair of shoes. Even though he only needed the one, we left the other one. And um, when we got back to the States, we made sure that we were keeping in touch with a, a church that was local to that McDonald's <laughs> location. We were like, okay, there is this boy that we met and da 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 da. Long story short, oh, it's cause, sorry, long, sorry. But one of our friends that was, one of the doctors on our trip had a friend that he went to medical school with who had recently started a children's hospital, opened a children's hospital in the Dominican Republic. And through networking and donations and, you know, really tight communication, we were able to, um, God was able to provide um, Manuel with a prosthetic leg. And um, now he's using both shoes. <laughs> yeah. So we just got
got excited about the possibility of giving a shoe to somebody who was barefoot, and look what God did with all of that. It's absolutely amazing. So um, we want to praise the Lord for that. Also, Manuel and his family have come to know the Lord. They're a part of the local Nazarene church in that area, and so, of course, that's the biggest win right there is that they know Jesus. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to recap by saying thankfulness. Be thankful for everything that you have and that you've been given all the many blessings, our families, how God supplies our needs, how God heals us, how God has saved us. In prayer today, in prayer, consider what God is asking you to do to give to this Thanksgiving offering. And then in obedience, give cheerfully, arms wide open, heart wide open, and trust that God is going to provide for you. His provision goes far beyond what we really need. Um, But he's going to provide for you, and along with his provision will come blessings. And then again, and cap that with thanksgiving. We, we are thankful with what we have before we ever see what God does, but thankfulness on the other end as well as we see everything that he has, has provided for us. Pray, give, or go, or send someone. Tell, love. So many of these are things that you can do whether you do it right here or you do it anywhere around the world. And do it in the name of Jesus. And there's just no limit to what he's going to do in you and through that and through your giving. Thank you for the blessing of being here with you. Well, that makes me excited about giving in the Thanksgiving offering. I don't know about you, um, but God has been good to Carrie and her family, and we're so blessed to know her and be a part of their lives. And today we get the opportunity. How many of you would say Salem Fields is your church? Wow, good. So how many of you say, I really like Salem Fields? <laughs> All right, that's even better. So <laughs> we really need your help today. This is a day that we've been planning for. We, plan, we started planning for our Thanksgiving offering in September and start talking and dreaming about how we'll promote it this year, what that theme will be, and just praying and believing that God is going to help us Uh, with this Thanksgiving offering because it's a very, very important offering in the life of the church, but more importantly, in the life of the church around the world. And, you know, Carrie told stories, and last year when you gave in the Thanksgiving offering last year, you funded some of that stuff that happened wherever that may have happened. You were a part of that, and we get to be a part of that. You know, Gay and I will give what we give, and we'll give the best we can, And uh, we could do that by ourselves and we could help a little bit. But when we do it all together, we get to help a whole lot. So when you take your bit and you put it in with our bit and your neighbor puts it in with their bit, we do quite a bit around the world. And uh, if that makes sense to you. I want to show you what our, our giving budget is to give away to others so you know that this is not a joke. This is something that we take very, very seriously at Salem Fields Community Church. Our finance team gathers every year and they make a budget. And this past year, I added up our budget and I said, whoa, our budget was $283,192 is what we put in our budget to give away. Not to pay light bills, not to pay salaries, not to do ministry, but this is what we give away to others here locally, uh, around uh, the state of Virginia and uh, helping retired pastors 
going out into the mission field, in other words, from here around the world. And we've given so far uh, since May 118,286. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's what we've given away. But we want to give away more. But we can't give away more unless you help us give away more, that we all come together to give away more. So I, I know that you prayed, and I'm believing that, uh, that uh, you have already decided. How many of you need a card? Anybody need a card? I'd like everybody to get a card. You don't have, because there's more on there than just giving, so don't be scared of it. Okay, when you get a card, I'm not going to. Anybody just raise your hand, and we'll get you a card. We got plenty of cards, because we need plenty of money. <laughs> so, more cards? The more we do, the more we give away. So if you're online, you can go and push the little green button there and you can go to Thanksgiving offering. There's a card there for you that you can fill out as well. There's a place you can give. But if you just go to salemfields.com slash Thanksgiving, it'll take you to all this same stuff that we got right here. And we need everybody online that says they love Salem Fields and Salem Fields is your church. We need you to give too. So you're not out of it because you're not here, okay? <laughs> So because we need everybody. If we're going to meet our goal and exceed it, last year we raised about 75000 in this offering. And uh, so we know we can do that much more this year. So our goal is $65,000, and we need everybody to give. If you raised your hand, we need you to give, okay? You say, well, I can't give. Everybody can give a dollar, right? If you just give a dollar, we're cool with that. But there's some of you that can give way more than that. You can give $1,000, or you can give $2,000, we might need somebody to give $10,000. But there's somebody out there that can do that. But everybody can help us, including those that are online. So we're asking you uh, to do that. Now, I want to just look at the card with you together. I know we're in a hurry, uh, but not too big a hurry, right? The, this thing says, because I am thankful, I will give. And I got a feeling, Gay was looking for a pen this morning. I got a feeling that we're going to probably be raising ours which is fine with me, uh, by December 31st. Now you say, well, I, I can give $10,000, but I can't do it by December 31st. I don't care how long it takes you. <laughs> Just put it on there by the time that you'll get it. We do need it by the end of March, if possible, uh, to help share the hope of Christ with the world. Put your name on there, your email address, and uh, then down to the bottom, there's three areas that we want you to commit to today. If you'll say, I will commit to praying for Carrie's kids, her daughter, that's in Africa, Katie, or you'll, be, you'll pray for missionaries. Uh, we've got some guys that are going to Cambodia in a couple weeks. Pray for them, Tim and uh, Colin and Kelly, and you could pray for them. You could pray for missionaries around the world. Um, you could pray for ourselves as we try to be missionaries here in this community, but you'll commit to praying, that you'll commit to giving, or that you, and also that you'll commit to going. You know, there's nothing like a short-term mission trip to go on a short-term mission trip for a week or two to turn your heart toward missions. And the greatest experiences I've ever had in my life is in the mission field and in some conditions that I didn't particularly like being in, but when I get home, I'm so thankful that God put me in that place. And so, you, you know, we provide mission trips. We have a difficult time getting people to go on mission trips. And so you say, well, I'll pray and I will commit or I'll even think about going on a short-term mission trip the next year. Would you check that box? Be cheerful, the Bible says, no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you to belong to Christ Jesus to live, those who belong to Christ Jesus to live. 
the thanksgiving offering, as it says there, is a gift in addition above your tithes and offerings. So don't give your tithe. If that's all you can do, that's what God wants us to do. But if you can give an offering today to help us meet this goal, God bless you. Father, thank you for Carrie. Thank you for Brad, their family. Thank you for Katie. Bless her today, Father, there in South Africa. Pour out your spirit of love, protection over her life today. Be with all of our missionaries around the world, here and around the world, who are serving you. God, help us to step out of our comfort zone and go next door and be a missionary. God, help us to say to you today, commit to you, God, I'll be a missionary at my work. I'll be a missionary at my school. God, I just, God, would you give us the same kind of fire in our hearts that Carrie has in her heart, God? If you could do it in her, you could do it in us. Will you give us that kind of fire for people who don't know Jesus? God, we just want to reach this world, and God, you want to do it through us, and we want to be a part of it. So thank you for allowing us to be a part. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to stand in worship, and as we sing in worship, if you'll just bring your card right up there and stick it in that basket, uh, God's going to honor you and bless you, and you won't even imagine uh, the ways God is going to bless you. It'll be beyond finances, I promise you. Thank you.
exactly what God's doing in my heart, but wow, there is something that's going on there, and you can believe that this week I'll be on my knees, and I'll be saying, God, what are you saying to me? What I want to share with you is that, remember, this is so much more than money. This is about healing in our hearts. This is about knowing Jesus and knowing what he's done in our lives and being so alive and filled with joy in the spite of the difficulties that we may be going through, that we have hope. We have the answer for the world, and that's Jesus. I, I don't know what he's doing in me, but he's doing something. And that means that our life, no matter what stage of life that we're in, he's got some new wine. He's got some new wine. And that's not chugging. He's got some new wine for me. Our lives are to be a crescendo to the last day that we're on earth. And our echo on humanity will be far more than the dollar amount that we give. That's what I want my life to be, is to sow seed into the lives of people, to watch people grow up from middle school, to being a mother-in-law, soon that I have grandchildren and to walk through life and to know that it's more than about dollar amounts. It's about sowing seed. 
this has been really special for me this morning. I don't know about you. But this is ongoing. If you want to bring more of your checks, whatever you want to do, it's dollar amount. But God is going to take that, and he's going to multiply that, and he's going to make a difference for generations to come. And it's not about dollar amount. It's about generosity and a heart that's overflowing with his love and his grace and an understanding of what he's done for us. It's what I live for. It's what I love. Thank you, Carrie. Father, thank you so much for what you've done here this morning. And I pray, Father, that we will be a generous people, not just with our finances, but with our time and with our words and with our hope. And so, Father, thank you for whatever you're doing in my heart this morning. Thank you for the generosity of the people here. God, let this not just be a service, but continue to do a work in our hearts that will, that will sow into eternity in our children's lives, in our homes, in our classrooms, abroad, wherever, Lord. Thank you, Father. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory for everything that's happened here this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go in peace. Because where there is new.